Disclaimer. AFL players, coaches, and umpires are professionals. The hilarious remarks and nicknames said in this podcast are not intended to be offensive in any way. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin. Kiss him on the lips. All right, this is the Cousins AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm Keebs, coach of the Super Subs, and I'm here with my cousin Jados, coach of NFNL KFKL. <laughs> What's to go with the team name, mate? Please, <laughs> please explain. Well, yeah, it's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Um, it's been my team name since almost the start, but it stands for No Fife. No life with ends with ends. Hence the NFNL, and yeah. then KFKL is no five, no life. You know, yeah, nice. Like if you know five, you know what life is about. Yeah, that's pretty poor to be honest. I think <laughs> before before the end of the pod, before the end of the year, we're gonna get you to change your name. Yeah, think that's so. that's item number one on the Petition. podcast agenda. All right. All right. Again, this is the pilot episode of our AFL Fantasy Podcast. We're making the pod because we want a platform to get our thoughts out into the community and uh, have a bit of a laugh in the process. We do take the game very seriously, but our favorite part of the game is the bands. So yeah. hopefully that, that shines through in the pod. Yeah, totally. Well, I think for both of us, you know, fantasy is just kind of it's all about the highs and the lows. and Mostly lows. <laughs> and the fun that you kind of have from all that. Um, so we thought maybe the perfect thing to start our podcast with in our first episode is we talk about our favorite all-time fantasy moments, our favorite all-time fantasy players, and our um our hashtag flog squad. The flog squad. Our um all-time least favorite fantasy players, and yeah, that would just be a good starting point for us. So maybe we'll get stuck into it. Let's do it. Um, so I guess we'll start by talking about some of our favorite fantasy moments. And the first, the first one that we have here, I think we both we both really shared this one. Yes, such yes, a, we did. Such a, I'll let you talk about it. So good. So last year, a certain, a certain Ruckman got dropped into the state leagues. Uh, he had a week to, to bide his time and think about what he really wanted to be as an AFL player. He got called back in and... One day before lockout, we had a bit of a chat, me and, me and Jados, and uh, we decided to, to bring the big man in. Riley O'Brien, he uh, dropped a 159 on the Cats. <laughs> say, say that, what? Say that again. 159 on the Cats. <laughs> and i got to tell you, it was probably the most entertaining game I've seen. From <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. We, we were just, I think we were a bit nervous about bringing in the big... Uh, you know the baby giraffe, as Warney calls him. We definitely were because there was a <laughs> there was a bit of a rock merry-go-round during the year. Tim English was easily the best at the start of the year, but yeah, it kind of no one was really looking at Rob at that point, and we kind of just decided to take take the leap, and the big man paid off. Yeah, in spades. <laughs> so good. Just yeah, it's just funny taking a punt on someone that literally came straight from the twos. But we've always had a lot of love for Rob. Um, 
and yeah, it was just so good. I, I just something about Rob, just like the way he scores, just, just like he's so dopey and like, get, <laughs> but he's still like he doesn't look like you'd be scoring lots, but he just racks up random stats. The way yeah. he looks when he kicks is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. But, I mean, he really did – he smashed every stat line that day. 28 disposals, 5 marks, 7 tackles, 47 hit-outs. 47 hit-outs. Yeah, he, he – yeah. man, he, he smashed it. He was everywhere, yeah. all we, over the ground. We were on the phone to each other. We were just giggling. Like, yeah, it was it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay, our next favorite moment. We both also shared this one. And um, there was a lot of, like – this was even riskier, I reckon. Maybe not. What do you reckon? Oh, I think well, he, he was coming off a 140. Was he? He was. I didn't actually know. I'm pretty sure. Check it. Check it for me. Definitely for you, it was riskier because we had a conversation about 10 minutes before lockout. and I, You were going to get Lockie Neal in your team, who was the highest score of 2020 yeah. by a mile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this was in 2021. Yeah. I guess we should just say what, what it was. No. Oh, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna set. Oh right, yeah, set, set, set the stage second. first. About ten minutes before lockout, we had a conversation. You were gonna get Lockie Neal, and I was like, man, I reckon this guy is gonna absolutely smash it. I got a feeling this week he's gonna drop a one eighty. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, you kept saying you're like, it's one eighty this week. He's doing what it. do you mean? And I was like, no, he's going to drop a one eighty. And then eventually, I persuaded you, brought him in, Jack Zebel. <laughs> he dropped a one seventy. <laughs> Which is not a 180, but it's pretty close. No, mate. but the thing is, right, he was, oh, it was the most fantasy-friendly game I've ever seen. Just the whole Freo North game. It was game. just, yeah, they were chipping it back to him. Like, they just kept switching it. And then they would go backwards, like, 20, 30 metres. And then he would just down. vomit 60 metres <laughs> to the other team who would then just send it back inside 50. And he was, it was just crazy, right? Um, But... He was he was coming off a one forty the week before. Yeah, he so was. Yeah. yeah, but what I was gonna say is he actually was on track for that one eighty, but he got like he got he got a knock to the head with like ten minutes ago, and he sat out junk time. Yeah, in inverted commas. I mean, he was junking the whole game, but he would he would he did miss junk time. There would have been at least a few plus sixes in there for him. I reckon he could have gone two hundred. Like honestly, surely he could have scored thirty points in the last ten minutes. Well, yeah, he only played seventy six percent tom. Yeah, which for a one seventy, which is amazing <laughs> absolutely amazing i was <laughs> it was just such a funny game like a lot of people jumped on him after that and he kind of fizzled out he ended up averaging like 100 for the season i think just under i think it was it was close oh 100.1 yeah there, there you, you go, go. I just knew. over i knew um so he ended up being a like a good pick but we we got him in that week for the 170 and like I, lo- I was looking back through our messages today, and they're so hilarious. There's some, a couple of quotes from you. Zebel is our dad, and then he goes, "Tell you, tell that punk Uncle James to take a hike because Zebes is the new big daddy now." <laughs> that's <laughs> we that's, are fantasy gods. That's, he's doing it. He's going 180. That's Jaden's dad, by the way, yeah. Uncle James. Yeah, Uncle James. That's that's my dad, <laughs> the real daddy. Um, and then it was just so good because I feel like he was one of our hated players before that. He was. I thought he was the worst captain in AFL history. <laughs> and now for the rest of time, I'll be calling him King Zebes. Yeah. He's the man. We were also calling him the Bull, Bull, Z-Gull, Zebes, Big Z, Jay-Z. <laughs> oh, what, just, a, what a hero. Just so fun. It's just, 
yeah, that's what it's all about. The big Zebes. It's funny. He he spent a lot of years as a quality mid at North. Yeah. And that 100.1 was his highest average as a defender. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> yuck. Yuck. Uh, yuck I, for some, but yum for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to talk about the next one? Yeah. Okay. So the next favorite moment is probably my favorite in-game moment of all time. Rocky's 100-meter penalty goal against the Tigers. <laughs> you say it like it's a moment that like every every footy fan will just remember. If you had Rocky in your team, you 100% would no, remember. You could never forget that moment. Just the, the comedy of him getting Dusty holding the ball and then Dusty slinging. I can't remember who it was. I don't think it was Rocky. I think it was someone else to the ground for the 50. And then Rocky... Sprinting behind Caddy just to get the hundred. It was Dust. So no, Rocky. It was in the center bounce, and Rocky catches Dusty holding the ball. Yeah, like he doesn't get the disposal out. Um, and then I think Dusty like back chats the umpire or something, or like pushes. I think he pushes Rocky or something. Like delays giving him the ball. Yeah, someone, someone gets gets a fifty. Yeah, and then. And then Rocky's just sprinting and he's d- doing that like waddle that he does. Yeah, like his pig waddle. Rocky, yeah, Rocky pig waddle. <laughs> and then Caddy's like kind of in front of him. Rocky's like looking at the umpire screaming out to him like, what's going on? Like get him to move. And the- <laughs> he's basically running on Caddy's heels, like he's rubbing up against him. <laughs> he's sprinting to be next to Caddy. And then the umpire gives the extra 50 meters and he gets like a shot like 10 meters out. But like the context of it, um, it's just so funny. The goal celebration is hilarious. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah, the, the double fist pump. Slots it from the square and then jumps and does a double fist pump. <laughs> but honestly, it was so it was such a good moment as well because so this was in the COVID season as well, a bit of corona ball. Um and what was the content? Oh, what? so we we both brought him in like it was super risky because the two seasons before that. He'd been kind of trash. Like yeah, he hadn't he, really been put, putting up. I think he was like sub 100 averages for like the two seasons before that. Yeah, and he hadn't really been a first choice mid at Port up until that point. Ken Ken Hingley didn't seem like he was. Didn't he get dropped? Yeah, he did. He did. He got dropped earlier that year. He got dropped early 2020, and he came back in. I think he dropped like one or maybe two big scores, and we were like, Rocky's back. Maybe he had opportunity. Maybe someone got injured, but like he was actually in the midfield. And we were like, Rocky's, Rocky could be a good pick. Like, he's pretty cheap. Um, but it was super risky, obviously, because he had had two bad seasons and he had just been dropped. But we were super keen. Actually, we were going to trade Bont to Rocky because Bont had such a shocking start to that year. Yeah, he'd been And we were so poor. sick of it. And he kept getting tagged as well. Anyway, we were looking at bringing in Rocky. And then what happened that week is that Viney was a laid out who we also both had in our teams. And you were like, nah, I'm just going to hold Viney. And I'm like, dude, you have to, if you're going to get Rocky, you have to go now. And the game was like two minutes from locking out. We were on the phone to each other. Yeah, I was, I was, I was like, do it, cuz. You got to do it. I was so mad at Bond that I was going to trade Bond over Viney still. <laughs> just, even though Viney was out. Just to make myself feel better. And then, yeah, watching the game, it's it's even funnier as well because he was on, what, like 28 halfway through the the third yeah, he was oh, he was having a shocker, and we we're both like, we've cooked our team, we've cooked our season. We're both ranked like okay at this point. Yeah, pretty good. Um, and Ro- yeah, Rocky was on twenty eight at 
like halfway through the third quarter. And then this moment happened. And so what, how many points was that in one in one play? 14. From the center bounce. Yeah, 14 points from the center bounce in like the COVID year. And it ended up saving his score. He got to like 82. Which was, yeah, the equivalent of like 103. Yeah. In the COVID year. And then was massive to end the year as well. Which yeah, was awesome. he averaged, what did he average? Um, I think he averaged 119 for the rest of the season. And that was kind of his like final. Final hurrah. Yeah. It was kind of his way of bowing out of fantasy. But we kind of jumped on early and it was such a, just such a priceless moment. As the, the pig, the goat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one that we've got is, this was actually pretty recent. This was Zach Merritt's 135 point half. And um, the thing that made this so good for me is that you didn't have him keeps. <laughs> so I had Merritt in my team. You didn't. It was rough, mate. It I, he, I saw him on 30, I think it was 36 at halftime. 37. And I was basically jumping for joy because he'd been putting up huge scores in the lead up as well. And yeah, was basically jumping for joy, having a great time. And then the second half was personally the worst pain that I felt from fantasy. <laughs> Just watching this guy rack up stats, everything he was in. He was having shots on goal from like 70 meters out. Just Really picking it up the way that the way that Zarek can. And yeah, man, it was it was disappointing. What was it like watching from an owner's perspective? It was just such a fun, honestly. Like I think, yeah, I was a bit disappointed when he was on 37 at halftime. But I was like, come on, he, like he can save this. And he drops a 75-point quarter in the third quarter. Yeah, that's <laughs> Who does that? Don't make me relive it, please. Yeah. And then I was like, great. He's on track for a good score. I'm rubbing it in Keeves' face. And then he he backs it up with a 60-point quarter. And the best thing about it, right, this is the real pig, oh. pig part of it, is that in the last minute of the game, he lays three tackles. In the last minute? Yeah. And he catches someone holding the ball. <laughs> and it's like 65 meters out. Yeah, the massive shot. Yeah, and he, it's like the siren's gone. And he looks at the umpire and just points at the goals. And he just... <laughs> He kicks like he doesn't get anywhere near the goal. But it's just such a big moment, and oh. and that gets his score up to one seventy two. So <laughs> unnecessary, man. Surely you just oh, let it go. It's just salt in the wound. Oh, it's so funny. good, so good. But I think the next, our next uh, favorite moment or a special mention is probably something that every fantasy coach can relate to, which is the sick sense of enjoyment you get. From when a player you don't own just stinks it up. <laughs> just absolutely sucks. And, you know, we don't like to speak the I word, injuries, but sometimes you just, the mini, mini celebrations, you don't let out, but on the inside, it, it feels good. Don't judge me. <laughs> it's true. Like, <laughs> it's such a, it's like a dirty feeling, but you're like, you enjoy that you don't own someone that's dropped a bad score, but you feel like a, a cheeky man, a real cheeky man. <laughs> <laughs> my what my favorite one of those is <laughs> when Caleb Daniel dropped to twenty. <laughs> he got tagged <laughs> to a twenty. Oh, I watched that whole game and I loved it. Twenty. How do you do that in a full game? That's ask warps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, half. Yeah, half that. Ten. At least he wasn't popular though last year. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine yeah, seeing Ke- that in your team, thinking, oh, you know, you'd be mad, but yeah. you'd think he got injured early, I guess. Yeah. 
it's not his fault. And then you look at the score, you look at the tog, and you're like, what the f***? <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that Caleb Daniel one was fun because I, he was like pretty popular and he'd had a good start to the season. And um, yeah, he, he undid it. Yeah, I think he was doing quickly. 90 or close to 90 before yeah. that. And then did he get injured or something as well? Or just everyone traded him out? I think everyone just traded him. Because, I mean, you see a 20 and you're like, yeah. get, a, get away yeah. from my team. Yeah. Please don't ever come back. Yeah. Another one that I enjoyed recently was Petraka's 40 that he dropped last year. Against Freo when he yeah. just played forward. Yeah. Was he sick or something or injured? Yeah, I think he was sick. And he yeah. just sat forward and did nothing for the game. Comedy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> the talk next. To me, uh, talk to me, cuz. Uh, I'm talking. I'm talking. Mm-hmm. The next one on my list is Parrish's dream time at the O game. I saw this live. I was lucky enough to, to be close to the front row watching the, the young man pick it up. He dropped a 160 on the Tigers, but it was kind of just in the midst of his huge breakout that didn't come from nowhere because I guess you saw it coming, but the role was always going to be the issue. He finally got it, and dream time at the O, he, he smashed it. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I hated that. I was so <laughs> – because, I mean, maybe we can get more into this parish – run a little bit later when we talk about our least our least favorite moment or least favorite players but he's my favorite but you know no well not parish himself but the the, the scores that we missed there was out an on, incident there was a there was there was an incident <laughs> that's right you, you know what i'm talking yes about? i do we'll, we'll, we will get onto that later yeah, we, we, we could get onto it no no, yeah. no 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 the dream time at the o was funny though we were yeah sitting close to the front tom my mate goes Get your round low speed, Trenny Darcy. <laughs> Hilarious. He didn't win it. He should have possibly come closer than he did. But yeah, watching him junk it up. I think he had 44 disposals, which was wild. He was just in everything. I thought he was going to have 50. It was beautiful. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. So this next one was just the. This is just a, a game that I really enjoyed. And I've got it titled here as Dangerous Redemption. <laughs> but basically, some somehow I wound up with danger in my team in 2021. Old man danger. Old yeah, disheveled slow. Basically, basically, I'd cooked my buyers really hard. This is funny. I feel like the way we're talking, it sounds like we're really bad fantasy coaches. But sorry, we're, we're waiting. Anyway, yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're about to get into the good stuff. No, so, yeah, I I basically cooked the start of my 2021 season and I wound up with danger in my team at the end of the buys just because I couldn't afford anyone good for an upgrade. And he sucked. He really sucked. He was bad. I think he dropped like a 50 on me. Yeah. I don't have the stat. He did drop. The first week he had him, f- yeah, he, 51 he dropped. Yeah, he I dropped. remember. <laughs> I remember watching the game and just thinking, oh, no, Jamie. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I brought in danger for a 51, but 
Danger's redemption. That's why we've got it in a favorite moment. He dropped a 149. And the great thing about this game, it was against the Bombers. I think it was round 16. Yep, round 16. Um, in 2021. And I had Parrish, who I finally got into my team after witnessing that dream time of the 0160. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got in Parrish at the buyers, which also kind of sucked because I got him instead of two. Too late, yeah. Yeah, and it was just and Parish actually dropped a couple of bad scores on me after the buys, and I had Merritt as well. So I had Parish, Danger, and Merritt. Parish and Merritt both dropped one forty threes. Parish was my VC, and Danger dropped the one forty nine. So I had three players. Two of them were unique, and all three of them dropped one forties. And it was just, it was just fun. It was a good night, and it felt like Danger finally just like, you know, redeemed himself a little bit. You genuinely don't see that in games, that many players scoring that highly that you, yeah. that you all have. Yeah, it was just so fun. And I remember in my matchup, all, all three of them all were of unique. Them. All three of them were unique in my um, league matchup. So it was just a fun oh, night. Yeah. yeah. Well, none of them, I don't think, yeah, I don't think any of them are really popular in 2021. Maybe Merritt. But Merritt. No, Merritt was a bit. Merritt's always popular. But, but Parish and Danger was super unique. And yeah, it just felt good. Felt really good. Beautiful. All right. So this next one, <laughs> this next one is gonna segue us. I think it's it. <laughs> it is. So we'll start with the uh, with the with the happy times, and then we'll segue into the sad. <laughs> so ben, sad times. Ben Keys. I've got a bit of a man crush. Bit of a man crush on him for the way that he's turned his career around, partially, but also what he did for me in 2021 in the grand final. I brought him in. Wait, just, just I'm going to interrupt you because just for a bit of context, we're up against each other in this grand final. We were. We've played in the last four, four or five grand finals. I think four. Like every grand final. A lot of grand we finals. Just, we just <laughs> smash our mates at fantasy. Yeah. If you're listening, lads, we know you are listening. Get, get better. Just improve, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, in, uh, I brought him in because I was looking for a cheap option for the granny and they played north and he dropped a 144. He had 38 disposals, four marks, two goals, six tackles, and one of those goals was the d- most disgusting twisting banana ever. <laughs> and it was he awesome. We, I watched, was so it, we watched it together. <laughs> we watched it together in the grand final, and it looked like it was going out of the full, and it just went whoop. <laughs> and he slotted at the big man. And his celebration was pretty funny. I gotta give him that. It was hilarious. Oh, yeah, I was I was really upset because I had a lead of what maybe like it was big, two hundred and something. You walked. I think you walked in the door maybe midway through the Frio Saints game, and and you put your arms up in there. And you said back to back. <laughs> oh, we don't we don't talk about that. Keys and Hall just did some dicks. Some- some yeah. big things for me. That well, you time. had Hall captain, and then you brought in key, Keys for his one forty, and it's just oh, that goal though. That that there were like tears down my eyes. It genuinely summed up the day because it was it was going out on the full. It looked like you were going to give me an absolute bath, and then it swung back at the last minute. Well, we'll and talk subs, about we'll talk about the, the reason what <laughs> the other side of the coin and the reason why it swung, like why you even had a chance to catch me. Maybe a bit later in uh, 
the worst moments of all time. I mean, I guess we could just segue into that now and then. Well, yeah, because, yeah, be my guest. Please, you you lead the way. It, it, it was the bloodbath game, but for you, you're the one that experienced the bloodbath. <laughs> bloodbath. Well, okay, so the reason we're calling it the bloodbath, I don't know how many of you guys are listen to the traders. I assume everyone listening to this pod is probably someone that listens to the traders. Shout out to the traders. Oh, we love the traders. We've been listening to them since we started. So what? 10 years yeah pretty nine, much nine years for me that's yeah that really uh, what what helped get me into fantasy yeah same um but based so what this is the grand final or fantasy grand final in 2021 the same day as the keys banana yeah and uh all week <laughs> all week on the on the traders pod that um calvin and roy were, were hyping up this like this game between collingwood and essendon and calvin's like oh you know, put the C on Parish. It's going to be a bloodbath game. There's going to be so many points in this game. And it was just the worst. I think, let's have a look. I've got the stats here somewhere. Oh, yeah, okay. So Parish drops a 64. We both had him. We did. But then I had Crisp, who dropped a 62 on me. And then Grundy dropped a 61. And they were both <laughs> unique. And that's what lost me that grand final. And so we call that the bloodbath game, but not the good kind of bloodbath. <laughs> the good kind Just, of bloodbath for me, to be honest. Yeah, well, you enjoyed it, but the bloodbath that got me back in it. It was, I felt sick. Like, I genuinely felt sick. And I can't even, I can't imagine how, because I think that game ended up determining who came first and second in, like, overall rank. Oh, oh yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. I remember. Yeah. I think... Uh, second, maybe second overall needed a certain amount from Chris, but yeah, I can't, can't yeah, quite remember. But it was like very close, and it was just the, it would have been the most sickening game to watch ever. Last couple of years have been really close from an overall rank perspective in fantasy. Yeah, that'll be, we'll experience that this year because we're going to be first and second. Yeah, it's just going to be us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it'll probably be decided by Ben Keys again. <laughs> Surely, I hope I'm on the ro- the right side of it again this time. And uh, well, you're on the wrong side. Last time, last year. Speaking yeah. of, yeah, speaking of, of Ben Keys, one of my, or our, well, my worst fantasy moments, <laughs> only you, is uh, Keys' performance in the grand final in 2022 when he dropped a 49. There's, there is a, <laughs> there's a bit of a, a backstory. He got injured, I think maybe in the West Coast. No, not the West Coast game because that was a game he dropped a 49 in. Maybe a few weeks earlier anyway. He got injured, did his shoulder, didn't look too bad, but it seemed like from that point on, they played him more forward. I kind of just assumed that because West Coast had been so bad, maybe the Crows would feast and Keys would be able to put up a decent score. So I decided to hold him um, over Lockie Neal, traded out Lockie Neal, Neal turned up, Keys dropped to 49, playing forward, cost me the grand final and a lot of emotional pain <laughs> i feel like it's on you if you it sucked for like the whole last month it sucks because one of the golden rules in fantasy is back your primos but when you get to the end you know round 20 to 23 all you're doing is training out primos yeah and you're bound to make some wrong choices but yeah. that one was about as bad as it gets well i traded neil that week and he turned up yeah 
Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. That's just I, part I of won. The, I won our granny last year. It's part of the Ben Keys experience that I'm <laughs> I'm thinking about riding the roller coaster again this year, but that remains to be seen. When you said riding the roller I thought you said writing. I thought you were going to say write, writing a book. That's why I'm... Never mind. What? Because <laughs> <laughs> you said that's why I'm riding the roller coaster, right? I think you've had one too many minds. Minds, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one too many minds. A couple of minds. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's time out. That's time out. <laughs> ben Keys has brought out the worst in you. Oh, he has. Just he, I've got I've got PTSD from the Keys moments. To be honest, <laughs> that's why you're writing a book about <laughs> and getting on the minds, man. <laughs> a memoir. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, I've got oh. I've got another worst moment here. After keys, and that's round one last year when I decided to field Machito Owens instead of JHF. Can we just can we just talk about how great of a name Machito is? Machito. Oh, Machito. I kind of want to get up the messages because I try to sell. <laughs> I try to sell everyone else on it too. I was like, JHF is a punk. He's an absolute punk. Field Machito boys. He's He'll get punk. you where you want to go. And I'll tell you what, he did not get me anywhere close. I'm I want to find the messages. I'm keen to. You almost got me to field him as well. Because they, pump, they pumped him up preseason. Like, Jack Steele was like, oh, he's such a good inside player. Oh, no, they were like, oh, he's gone toe-to-toe with Jack yeah. Steele. Like, um, all preseason. And then we had... <laughs> It sucks because JHF dropped, I think, a 70, you know, a, a low 70 in the end. And, hey, I did end up being right about JHF. He wasn't an amazing fantasy rookie, but Machino was much worse. worse. Yeah, he sucked. But I remember we, we had a phone call. I, I reckon this was like 10 minutes before lockout, and we were like, because we, we both had him in our teams, but he was going to be on the bench. And then... We were like, maybe we should field him. Like head to head with Jack Steele. Yeah, we, we found out all these stats like really late. And then we called and I was like, no, no, just be sensible. Just field Jason Horn Francis. Like he's everyone's got him on field, it's like low risk. And then like two minutes into the game, I get a message from you, all caps. Let's go, big Machito. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Oh, just funny. Sometimes what did he drop? What was the score? Uh, 22, I think. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to go with the crowd. You really do. I mean... Uh, when it's rookies and it, like... yeah, There was just, no upside to fielding Machino, really. No, but like how many points could you possibly gain? I get weak in the moments before lockout. Before players lock out, I look at their names and I, I feel the doubt. And it makes me do strange things. Oh, I feel like that's such a relatable fantasy moment. But you just got to like stay strong. It's the pain of rolling lockout. I like I honestly am an advocate for rolling lockout. I prefer it because it lets you sort of play around with your captains and all that sort of stuff and your emergencies lets you loophole, but it really does bring out the worst in me sometimes. Yeah, but you the frustrating thing is you have to just be switched on the whole weekend. It yeah. can it can just cause cause pain, but 
yeah, Machido type pain. Yep. <laughs> Take us through your next worst moment. Well, we we said we'd get to this, and I think it's time we get to this. We're, we're calling this the Lockie Hunter mishap. <laughs> this is just an all-time low for both of us. Yep. Yes, it is. One, one common thing for us, the cousins, is that we we have long, extensive fantasy chats, but we tend to convince each other in and out of certain picks. Just all, yeah, the whole way through the week, generally from lockout ending to lockout starting the next week. It's just constant fantasy chat. We have a big phone call, try and tell each other our plans and sell each other our ideas. Yeah, yeah. Quick kiss. Yeah, over the phone, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes in person when we've got time. Yeah. <laughs> Takes time. But I think who, I, I feel like it was honestly both of us on the Lockie Hunter doing the selling. I think we both kind of. No, because no, we were keen on Parrish all week. Don't you blame me. <laughs> don't blame me. I don't want the blame. It's your this. fault, man. I'll get the messages up now. Please do. Let's, let's put a time. Right, we're putting a timeout on this pod. We'll come back. Yeah. Oh, mate, we're rolling. We're back. Okay, we are back after our timeout. Cousins about. Oh, I'm still wearing my headphones. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I just need a quick, a quick audio check. Just make sure the technology's working. It's been a bit of a process, hasn't it? Mate, it's been a big day. We've been here for, what, four hours? Longer, probably. Five hours, almost. Five hours, yeah. Making, just making a song. Song. Get, get through the, the intro, the disclaimer. It's anyway, been a big day. Yeah, it's been a big day. But back to the fantasy. We are. Anyway, we're yeah. The timeout is complete. We are back. And I've got evidence against you. <laughs> this is a quote from you. <clears throat> Hunter is a lock to be consistent from here just because dogs are good. What do you have to say How, for yourself? No, but, okay. But, <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself? How close to that was lockout? Like that could just be a throwaway comment like four or five days before. It was a couple of days before lockout. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so four exactly four days after that quote. I want another timeout, cousin. What do you mean? I'm, I'm calling another timeout. Yeah, I mean, oh. All right, we're back from our second. The second timeout, timeout is complete. <laughs> what I was midway through saying, four days after that, another message from you. Rob... And Hunter is what derailed my season. Yeah, but so what I'm trying to say is that you, you, I was so I was okay. Here's how the week panned out. <laughs> <laughs> this is like this is like being in court. Um, I don't see court. I don't have the evidence, unfortunately. But this is this is how I remember the week panning out. I was keen on Hunter at the start of the week. And then I was like, no, nah, I got to get Parish. He just dropped a huge bomb. In the Anzac Day game, yeah, he's still really cheap. I was like, we just got to do it. It's got to be done. And then I think collective. Well, I think we both talked ourselves into picking Hunter, who, um, the previous season in the Corona Ball year, he uh, averaged like 118 or something crazy. Yeah, from maybe like 10 games. I. I wish I had the stats on it, but he was the second highest averaging player behind. Yeah, he, he was awesome in the Corona Ball year, and we were like, okay, he's back. He he had a slow start to the season, but he was out of role, uh, out of position, and um, 
we were anticipating a move back onto the wing, which is where he was scoring really well previous season. But basically where we went wrong is that we were trying to anticipate a role change before we had actually seen it. And we, and we should have just backed in the player that we knew had the role. Yep. And so we had basically... Oh, but Hunter had forward status. So that was the other thing. We were like, he's really cheap and he should be a lock for a top six forward. He was the third highest averaging that year. Third highest. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's irrelevant. But we chose him over Parrish and it was a mistake. It was that's, so that's, the, that's the point. We chose him over Parrish and four days later, it was... It had derailed our season. Yeah. That's how. And Parrish went on like the biggest tear of well, of his career. I think he averaged like 125 for like yeah, six yeah. or seven weeks or something crazy. I mean, I'm just, mate, I'm talking out of my ass, but <laughs> it was something like that. It was big. Anyway, yeah. 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 I'm sure you could all go fact check me and fact check me and uh, figure out what he actually averaged. All right. So the last worst moment we've got on the list is Proust. We've got Proust against Freo, but I think just Proust in general last year, because against Freo, he decided to elbow Mundy in the face, which, you know, don't do that. Got suspended. He decided to slam Tim English's head into the turf. Also, don't do that. And got injured multiple times. Bruce is a dog, straight up. <laughs> He's a dog. Um, There's no better word. He yeah, was that, like, boys, get get on me. Get on my back. I'm going to take you to this promised land. And nah. <laughs> he ran the wrong way. Punches in bunches for the big man. <laughs> well, that Frio game in particular was horrible because I was there. It was against GW. Uh, yeah. No, sorry. Against Freeman. The GWS oh, game God. was against Freeman. <laughs> and... Um, he was pretty unique at the time. Like a few people took the punt on him, but this was early days for Bruce. Um, or at least I think what a lot of people did is they picked him, but they were on their he was on their bench. But we both had him on field. And yeah, just just got himself suspended. He we got thought- to a decent score, which was fine, but the yeah. suspension, especially because yeah. I traded Max Gorn to him. <laughs> Let's, let's uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Well, that's I want to keep talking about this Freo game. Okay. Because so there was Hit me with it. You will remember this once I jog your jog your memory. Jog it. <laughs> yeah, I'll jog it. Um so he had this like 20, maybe 30 second patch where he looked like he went up for a big pack mark, took the mark, but then he landed like on his back or something or on his leg and he landed funny and he was on the was ground. Limping? Yeah, the trainers came out and he was like limping and I was like, oh God, he's like cooked it. And he was on track for a good score. And then he gets up and it's like, yes, the big man's up and about. Like he's done it. And I think he took, he lay a tackle and it's like, yes, he's like scoring again. He's doing it. And then bang, elbows Monday, like 20 seconds later. Yeah. And it was just, it's just the ro- the Proust roller coaster summarized in 30 seconds. It was. And yeah, I remember. I Yeah, I was sick, sick in my stomach. Because I knew. Speaking of the big man, not a lot has been made of the Giants' ruck situation this year. I'm kind of interested in Bruce. Like to pick him this year? Yeah, not. I mean, no. I wouldn't necessarily pick him over, you know, Cameron, Wits, Marshall, Grundy, English. But I'm keen to see what he does in the preseason, and if Kingsley rolls with him as the number one ruck, 
Because I think he should be. Like, he's shown that he can score. I mean, you know, in between the moments of stupidity, <laughs> he can. He can. He I mean, can I'll numbers honestly, on the board. Honestly, I um, I wouldn't be mad because I, you somehow sold him to me in keeper at the end of last year. I stand by the trade. I got Jez. Yeah. I mean, in terms of relevance to their position, I feel like I got a pretty good deal with Jez. Well, I also have um, Marshall in keeper, so Bruce is just going to be my backup. Bro. And Marshall's rock only. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of. Hey, mate, you want to sell sell Bruce back to me? Maybe I will. We'll talk. We'll talk after the pod. We'll talk business. <laughs> or we could talk. We could talk business on the pod. We can if you want. Maybe we'll, we'll get to that once we're finished. There. I mean, we haven't even done our draft yet. So we'll talk. We'll do it at some other point. All right. So I think we're gonna um talk about some of our favorite players. I feel like in fantasy you kind of have your. I mean, there are there are those fantasy stuns that everyone loves. You know, you got your Jack McRae's and your Tom Mitchells and your. Zach Merritt, you're Tom Rockliffe, Brody Grundy, you, you name it. I feel like everyone loves those players, but you kind of have those random players that they're not like the most dominant fantasy players, but for whatever reason, you just have a lot of love for them. You know, they just become your boys. And we kind of just thought we'd talk about some of our, our faves over the years. Um, and I'm going to kick it off with, <laughs> and this is probably like one of my all-time faves. Is Jack Steven. Oh. <laughs> we both. I yeah. well, I got him, got on him really early in his breakout year, and just, just a beautiful man. Like the way he waddled about, and just racked up. Just he had the best run. He waddles, but geez, it's he's quick. quick. Yeah, he's quick. It's a he's like a super duck. Just <laughs> super duck. <laughs> I like that. Oh man, what what was awesome about that year? The Saints, well, Stevens' huge breakout was Armitage broke out at the exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's the noise we make to move on. I don't want to talk about David Armitage. We're not moving on. I'm we're, just going to touch just, on it quickly. Quickly. <laughs> quickly. So, Steven averaged 87 the year before. <laughs> Sorry. All right. No, no, quick. Do it. Sorry. <laughs> No, be quick. Do it quickly. Stephen averaged 87 the year before and then ended up averaging 112. Armitage averaged 89 before and then averaged 107. It was wild. It was like the Saints mids had taken some of the Kool-Aid from the Essendon 2012 team and gotten on the on the supplements. Was that meant to, was that meant to be funny? It was hilarious. <laughs> But from nowhere, from nowhere they came about and both of them just put up massive, massive years. It really was good to watch the Saints that year. Stephen, I remember one game against West Coast specifically. He dropped a 160 and, mate. Did you have him? In the West Coast game? Yeah. I don't think so. I had him. I remember. I loved it. Congrats. (laughs) Flog. Sorry, I (laughs) I'm just intentionally leaving awkward silences for you to feel as well. But this is unnecessary. We're trying to make a a podcast. We are trying to make a podcast, but I'm just amusing myself as we go. (laughs) Um, Maybe we could, uh, you know, I was going to say we could touch on some 
You want a timeout? We're throwing up a T. You know, we've, no, no, we've no, gotten no. lost. You, this would be T4. That's all right. T4. That's all right. So, no, sorry, T3. I'm miscounting. But, no, no, I want to plow through. Let's plow through. Go. Well, I was going to say maybe we could touch on some, some really big scores. As some of you remember. So, well, I mean, the, the one that comes to mind first, Nick Rewalt, 200. Just bow, bow down to that. That game, that's such it's just an iconic game. Twenty-one marks, nine goals. He won me a grand final. I did he? I think I had him as well. Was I in that grand final? No, you weren't. <laughs> it was mind. me versus Sam. Okay, all right. <laughs> Sorry, mate. You're not you're not always involved. Sometimes I still enjoyed it. Sometimes the big dogs are just gonna work on their own. <laughs> leave little leave little puppies to play. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the that's the only big score I want to talk about. There's a few more that were were pretty, I guess, instrumental in creating my love of fantasy. Dunks yeah. one eighty nine against Melbourne. We both had him that year. I think we both had him captain too. I didn't have him captain. I had him, but I didn't actually watch that game, so I don't have any like strong memory of it. Remarkable. It was so good. Titch Titch had a couple of massive scores in his in his peak years. The 195 against the Giants. Had a 189 against Carlton. That was just awesome to watch. Rocky, 190 against Gold Coast. That's one of my favorite games. Him and Pierce Hanley both cracked 180 in the same team. You yeah, know what I'm, you know what I'm just done. realizing, cuz? I, I didn't have any of those players captain for their big scores. I'm trying to think what my highest ever captain score would be. Mine is the 195 that Titch dropped on JWS. It'd just be it'd just be the best feeling. It was amazing. I'm pretty sure it was the last game of the round too. I remember watching it with Mark, and it was just filthy. Some of the, the filthiest junk you ever seen. Mm. Might have been when he broke the disposal record. The naughty man. Mm. I'm gonna captain a player for a 200. I reckon. When? When? <laughs> That's such a random statement to make. <laughs> I just, I just fantasize about what do you think is the highest captain score you've had what's the highest you can remember i actually can't mate like i'm guessing it would be like a 150 something maybe a 160 sure i would have captained rocky for something big yeah you would have but not like none of his like 180s or 190s wow I, I, i've only maybe a, a 170 i mean it's rare that you get like a 180 plus captain it happens once well. every when do players ever drop 180s? Like, yeah, well, there was, there was one. only one last year. Andy against the Saints, yeah. I feel like the years before, just generally, fantasy scores seem like, well, they're less like big ceiling scores. Do, yeah, do you feel like that? I, yeah, I do agree with that. I feel like scoring generally might have gone up. I was looking at my team history earlier today, and my scores seem to have trended up, but my mm. rank has kind of still stayed around that. Yeah. 2K mark most years, which mm-hmm. is interesting. No, but, okay, but there's another thing about that. I feel like there are just more and more good coaches every year. Yeah, that's, that's you know true. What I mean? Like, you, yeah. beforehand, okay. like, it used to be good to be, like, you know, top 100, top 500, or top 1K. Now I feel like anyone within the top 2 or 3K is, like a, is a good fantasy coach. Like, they, you have to be on top of it and, like, know how to play the game. Yeah, and like, you know. Well, it's been said all over socials the last year, basically. 
finishing in the top 1K now is basically the same as finishing in the top 100 five years ago. Yeah, I reckon it is. And like, honestly, to finish top 100 nowadays, you have to make like really good decisions probably the whole year round. And get also get really lucky as well. It's kind of a mix. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we move anyway, that's on? A, that's a bit of a segue. Yeah, it was. Um, where were we? We are up oh, to... Oh, favourite players. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. The big, the big draft. The big... Or well, the baby draft. The big sexy draft. We already touched on him. We Yeah, touched him. <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> There's a lot. There really is a lot I could bring up to just point out our love of Rob. Maybe. Well, we've just had a good history with Rob, the one the one fifty nine last year was very nice, but the the breakout in twenty I want to say nineteen. Yeah, we're both on him from the start. Yep, first game he came in. I think we both got him. Yeah, and it was awesome. Mm. He um, yeah, he I think he he only averaged. Well, there you go, seventy seven point eight in his first four games that year, and then after he did a hundred point six in his last fourteen. That's nuts. Yeah, so yeah. it was absolutely massive. Yeah. And he's kind of, even last year when we jumped on him, he was really good after mm. we got him in. I think he did like a 99.5 after we got him Something last year. Something like that, yeah. It's just an impressive man. We also had him in the Corona Bowl year and he was awesome. Do you have the stats up from that? The COVID year. Mm. I can get them. Here we go. 88.6 in the COVID year, which is... Adjusted by far his best average. It's like adjusted. a close to one ten. It's like one oh eight or something, right? Sorry, it's eighty six point eight. One oh eight point five. There you go. Um, yeah, just good. And we, I think we jumped in. We jumped on like halfway through the season, so I reckon he averaged more than that for us. Because in the last, in the last six games, he tunned up four times. And these yeah. are like Corona ball tons. So, so huge tons. like big, big scores. 130s, 140s. This is fun. And we also, I think we're on Laird as well that year. Yeah. When this, he, sw- he moved to the midfield halfway through the Corona ball year. Yeah. There's something to be said for Rob's weird gangly giraffe look as well. It's, it just watching, watching the, big, the big weirdo. You know, what I, you know what I think it is? Drop it's the, huge. His, his knees like point in a little bit. <laughs> And then the ball drop is really high. Like he he's lets go and lets the ball like with free fall with both arms too. They tell you when you when you kick to do the the stop sign with one hand. He yeah. does the double. He does the, the double, double stop stops. Sign. Yeah, the double stops. <laughs> Just lets go. Lets it fall. Um, okay, another favorite of ours. Also, probably mostly from the Corona Ball year. This one was more of a roller coaster. Like roller coaster it's not all that- it's not all love moments for this player. A roller coaster that peaked and just stayed up for the rest of the year. Yeah. Well, we're talking about Bond. Just just a fun play to watch. Like, such a good play to watch, play footy. But we, our reasoning, we started, we both started with him that year because we saw, like, I think Dusty dropped a huge score and Cripps dropped a huge score at the start of that year. And we're like, you know what? These players that play mid forward are just going to play like 95% tog. Huge tog. And just yeah. going to dominate. And we're like, because it's obviously the the shortened quarters, we're just like, he's just going to play like the whole game. He's not going to come off. And that was our theory. And because it was a rolling lockout, we're like, let's do it. The damn rolling lockout. Or maybe it wasn't a rolling lockout. Maybe it's just because we had a Thursday night and a Friday night game. 
Well, I guess that is a rolling blocker. Just pretend I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was um, not my finest moment. Um, <laughs> it was a huge roller coaster. He sucked. He got tagged in round one. Until the week we almost traded him out. And that's when it yeah. started peaking and he went huge. I think he dropped one of the biggest scores I can remember watching. Neither of us captained him, but adjusted for COVID. It was the biggest score of the year that year. Do you, it was like a 140 before it was adjusted. Yeah, 145, which is the equivalent of a 181. <laughs> yeah, so massive, mate. Yeah. Imagine that's if we so jumped awesome. off the week before that and just felt the most intense fantasy pain. Yeah, it was... Those, yeah. I, I'm just kind of trying to get my words together. You get, um, you getting tripped up. I'm getting tripped up, just reliving it. But um, I feel like the turning point. I remember this so clearly because he was sucking, right? And we both had him, and it was in the fourth quarter of some game. He was on a bad score, and I was like, if he doesn't drop a forty point last quarter, I'm trading him, no matter what. Do you <laughs> he remember got this? Thirty nine. Yeah, he scored thirty nine. Thirty nine. Yes. <laughs> And I remember looking at it and I was like, it's kind of poetic. It's close like, enough. It's close <laughs> enough. It really was. Oh. And we, I was like, all right, screw it. I'm going to hold him. And he turned his season around. What a guy. Yeah. It's funny how you can cop so much shit from one player and be so mad and then just end up loving him. Yeah. Yeah. Just loving him so well, much. Well, the turnaround was that massive. Like, it was it was awesome. Bond is always like that, though. He's... His seasons always kind of come in two halves. Like he'll have a bad first half and then dominate or like a massive first half and then like kind of fizzle out. Yeah, a lot of the reason has been because he plays, he does play a lot of forward, but... Actually, there's there's a lot of talk and I've been thinking about it a little bit starting with him this year. We probably don't really want to get into it, do we? Maybe we'll talk about it in another pod. We can... Some some players are looking at for this year. Yeah, we can chat teams at another time. But, but... He's, he's someone I'm strongly considering for this year because he's... he's Price is kind of down, and like you said, no dunks. He's I can't see him not being like seventy percent. It's juicy. It's a juicy pick. Anyway, let's let's keep going. <laughs> this next one, big Oleg Markov. Uh, just, I mean, he was good. He was good, but it's a funny. It's a funny play to love. I feel like part of it is just the giant mo. Yeah, just the look, but also, like. We took the risk starting with him, um, and he turned up in his first game for us. Yeah, he was so yeah. cheap. He was like look, it was like three hundred k or something. I think it was high, high threes, but yeah, um, really, really cheap, like almost rookie priced. And he averaged pretty solidly for the first sort of ten weeks of the year. Yeah, gave he fizzled gave us out a couple tons. Yeah, he did fizzle out, but we traded him by that point. Yeah, but just that that ton to start with, like got the got the ball rolling and like a lot of people a lot of people jumped on but like just to start with the ton for us was just so good it was so fun it was awesome he's he he was great to watch as well just like bursting out of the out of the square he would also score in bursts and it was just fun like you he'd be on a bad score and you're like come on like you can like pull through for us just please like just praying to the fantasy gods you know and then out of nowhere, he'd just get three plus sixes. Like he was really, yeah. like he was hungry for a plus six. And it was just fun to watch. He only averaged 72 that year. But bo- both of us just- Maybe we should um, revoke this one. <laughs> clung on to it. <laughs> it's the, the 108 to kick things off is enough for me. Yeah. I mean, 70 is all you need from 
like 72 is for someone who's like an expensive rookie price you can it's not like a bad pick because we jumped off it's fine he started well and he was so unique you think about it like will Brody was pretty similarly priced last year and he averaged 96 yeah. but you know everyone it was had a keeper. it was yeah. A keeper, yeah you want to walk us through the, the final of our favorite players uh the last one we've got is parish and he's just he's just a beautiful man Big part of it was the dream time at the O game. Um, seeing it in person, seeing him rack up was just a thing of beauty. That year was crazy. And we jumped on too late, but we did. I think the part of the love for us is that we knew he was going to be awesome. Like we were always just like, when he gets the role, he's going to be awesome. We just and then took- he then he had it, he had it in the um Anzac Day game and he dropped like the 140 or maybe it was 150. 140. 140. And we're like, yes. This is it. And then we stupidly didn't pick him. Um, it was a 150. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> on the dot. On the dot, yeah. And yeah, we took too long to pick him. I, I brought him in that week, I believe, for the, the dream time at the O game, the 160. And yeah, he still had some good scores after, but nothing nothing the same. It's just a, a love that we've hung on to. And he was good last year too. Yeah, he had an injury. He had an under, underrated season. I think he's going to be a very I good think, pick. This I think year. we're going to be talking like a lot more about him this preseason. I think he's in my team at the moment. He's he's been in and out for me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about some players you hate? Well, I think the first one is uh, one of your boys. It is actually. <laughs> There's not really much to say about this bloke, other than he's just a dirty, dirty human being. And that I only wish for bad things for him. <laughs> I'm talking about Max Gorn. Now, I guess most people would have some kind of love for him. I he, like Max Gorn. I love Max Gorn, actually. Well, he's had good good seasons, good patches. He's been a, a perennial top two ruck throughout the years. But for me, I don't know what it is. I just get him at his bad times and get rid of him at his good times. And it... Is frustrating as hell, mate. Like I said earlier, I traded him to Proust last year and he dropped a 140 against Port. That's on you. That's all on yeah, you. Yeah. Look, I told you to hold him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look, I'll somewhat cop it, but the scores leading up to that 79, 79, and then he dropped a 101. But for the 101, he didn't even look good. He was lumbering around, dropping marks. I was like, this bloke is cooked. Luke Jackson was playing huge ruck minutes. And then out of nowhere, he does what he does and just starts dropping massive scores. But he's inconsistent and I always get his his bad patches and I'll hate him forever. <laughs> it's coming back to me. I feel like, yeah, there are all these those kinds of players that are like good fantasy players, but you seem to always dodge their good patches. Like for me, that's Grundy. Somehow I never... Well, I had him when he like broke out and he was got pig status, but... In the last three years, maybe four years, I've just owned him at all the worst times. Like he just gets injured the week I bring him in every time. It's not the same when everyone has them too, because you yeah. enjoy the good scores, but it's like, well, I'm not really getting any advantage. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel super exciting. Yeah. The next one is yours, mate. Oh well, I was kind of reflecting on this one today actually, because I kind of have a love hate relationship with this player, like. At the best of times, he's such a good fantasy player. I'm talking about Jack Crisp. Um, but 
I was looking back at my last couple of seasons and he's derailed all three of them. All three of them? Yeah, all three of them. So let's talk about last year first. I mean, everyone remembers last year. He sucked in the second half of the year. Yeah, it was bad. Um, Just terrible. And the thing is, I didn't even start with him. <laughs> so like he had his good run. I brought him in, paid quite a lot for him. I got a couple of good scores out of him and then he just, he sucked. And then the year before, I got him pretty late and he just dropped the rudest score in the grand final, lost me a grand final. And the year before that, um, that was a Corona Bowl year. I started with him and he sucked for probably like the first 15 rounds. And I was like, no, I'm sick <laughs> of it. Of I got rid of him and he dropped like a 120 <laughs> that week. Which, oh. That's before it was adjusted as well. He dropped, So he dropped like a 150 on me. He's a beautiful man. Oh, and just yeah, and it was a so he dropped a one forty five adjusted. It was a one sixteen adjusted to a one forty five, okay, yeah. and then he dropped a one twenty one, which is adjusted to a one fifty one. And they're back. They were back to back, back to back. Right? Yeah, back to back. After yeah, and Roy Roy would remember this because Roy was in the hunt for chat. Uh, a chat <laughs> in the hunt for a chat. <laughs> well, if he is, you know, come on the pod. Yeah, come chat with us. No, he was he was in the hunt for a hat, and he traded Crisp to um, uh, oh my brain is melting. Someone, yeah, he traded Crisp. That's the point. <laughs> Luke Ryan, Luke Ryan, oh. and Luke Ryan stunk it up. Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? That hurts. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a, yeah, that's not a trade that. Yeah. No, we, don't, we won't talk about it. But to be fair, Jack Crisp was sucking. Like, and he was, because when you're in the hunt for a hat, I feel like you might, you're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm like a hundred positions out. I got to do something. And like, you see an underperforming player and you see a player that's doing well. Roller coaster. It makes sense. Coaster. Yeah. But anyway, Jack Crisp, I do, I still like him, but, yeah, he's just he just always plays bad for me. At, like you're always yeah. gonna get it with Chris, the roller coaster. Yeah, he's one of those. Just players. the player that he is. Yeah. Well, the next player for me on our players we hate list is Ollie Wines, and he hasn't really done anything to me, <laughs> but I just don't like him. <laughs> Big fatty, just he doesn't get the job done for the subs. Big fatty. Yeah, that just, was a, that was our nickname for him. <laughs> I've generally steered clear from him in fantasy, but he's the worst Brownlow medalist ever. I hands down. I always hands down. <laughs> That's all there is. Moving on. I like Ollie. I love Ollie Wines. Why? I don't know. Just exactly. I just I have like a soft spot for those players that like to put it delicately are are um, a bit chubby, t- tubby. <laughs> Big tubs. It's, he's, he's actually not even chubby. He's just like he's got a round face. Yeah, he has a he's a very square round a, face, a and he's broad. Jaw. He's actually he's actually like a pretty fit unit. Yeah, but Ollie, uh, he's a big boy. Ollie Wines, you're a beast, mate. It's, yeah, we, <laughs> but I still hate you. So, um, I I kind of like those fantasy players that sort of like stocky and just waddle. Rocky. Like you got Wines, Rocky. Rocky. Jack Steven. I mean, he's he's my all-time favorite. Yeah. He's got that waddle. 
These players, the players that aren't wines that you're talking about are good, but I don't know. It's just something about wines that I don't like. Well, wines did turn it around last year and he, he sort of won me a grand final last year. I had him in my team. It was a bit of a roller coaster, but he, he redeemed himself. I like the guy. We've got one player left on our list. I think we both collectively dislike this player. It's a similar thing to Wines for me. I can't really explain why. It's just kind of the way that he gets around the ground and looks like a big Casper the Friendly ghost beanstalk. <laughs> You're just throwing out random insults, <laughs> random words. Everyone can get one. Yeah. Well, You're a flog, Jaden. <laughs> okay. You still kiss me later. Yeah, I will. <laughs> off air, off air though. Um, yeah, we're talking about Team English. I don't know. I think it's just because we were always like, oh, never rated him as a fantasy player. Well, actually, I have. I per- I personally was like, one day this guy will be the best fantasy player in the comp. But at the, as it stands, he is not even close. Oh, it's pretty hard to to go against what happened last year. Last year was awesome. His, you know, well, he's awesome or- to start with. And then I brought him in for top dollar yeah, when he was when he know. was back and uh, he sucked. He was pretty disappointing, but he, I don't think he was as bad as you remember. He dropped. Read me the scores. So, okay. I'll go from when he came back into the team yep. after his huge drop. Yeah, yeah. 99, 58, Ugh. 116, 73, 100, 69, 114. It's not too bad. But when you pay top dollar for someone. Yeah, you don't yeah. You don't want to pay top dollar for someone that's gonna do that. But in comparison to the rest of the rucks, like Roland Marshall was huge to end the year, but you know. I don't think he was that bad. And there's there's a, a pretty easy case to be made for English being the number one ruck this year. Yeah. Do you agree? Uh no. No. Well, I think he could be. No, he easily could be, but I think I actually do think it'd be Marshall. Marshall, yeah. Or my smoke is maybe Brody Bone. It's hard to yeah. I, I think so too. I've I've got Max playing more of a forward role. Yeah. Just based on sort of what Goody said. And yeah, I think they're bringing Grundy across to be the, the number one man. I rate it. Yeah. But t- well, Tim English should be good, but yeah, I don't know. He just kind of smashed the start of the year, but I, I don't know. I don't see him. I think he sustains it. You reckon? Yeah. Maybe not quite that level, but you know, low, a low ton, which is what he averaged. Yeah, I think I think he he'll do a hundred plus. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's um that brings us to the end of our pilot episode, doesn't it? Yeah, that's us. It's um we've got a lot more to come throughout the preseason. We kind of just yeah, to, talk us through it, keeps. Yeah, we decided to, I guess, get our get some thoughts out on our why we love the game and our favorite players and favorite moments in fantasy before we really get into the nitty gritty of the preseason. But there's, as it stands, where I think forty four days from round one. So yeah. as the the preseason rolls in a bit more, we'll we'll get into more content and start talking yeah. about the the teams and who's in our team and what we're yeah. what we're excited about for the season to come. Yeah, I think over the preseason we'll do a mixture of like some more things. Like some more fun things, we might talk about some, maybe the pigs for a bit. Yeah, we've got actually a lot of stats. We've on got a lot of stats pigs. on that. Yeah. Um, 
maybe our philosophies and then we'll start talking about like our actual watch list for the year and just like start rolling into it but our our vision for the podcast is just like kind of to have fun with it you know like we talk so much smack about fantasy and we just like we love it you know and we just thought we talk about it so much and we enjoy it so much we might as well just put it out there and make it just a fun space and i feel like with fantasy it's just one of those things that's so niche you know like if you're if you're a diehard fantasy coach there are just so many small moments that you get that no like you just couldn't explain it to someone who doesn't play it you know that's why we call it the great game the great game yeah so we thought we'd you know just put put some content out there of some stuff that we enjoy so yeah if you've been listening or if you made it this far thanks and thanks for are, tuning yeah, in yeah we love you and we appreciate you and uh don't forget to uh, give your cousin a big old kiss on the lips. Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin. Kiss him on the lips. Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin.